What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Fuck Nation Sports Betting Podcast. I am your host, Fuck Nation. On this pod, we will be talking about the sports betting world we currently live in and is rapidly growing by the minute. We want to give you as much sports betting investing info, data, insight, and knowledge. And with that, our goal is to educate and give you an edge when it comes to beating the sports book. Let's have some fun. And welcome back to another episode on the Fuck Nation Sports Betting Podcast. I am your host, Fuck Nation, and thank you for tuning in again to recap and look forward to NFL Week 9 and the college football slate in Week 10. Big game in college football, as if you haven't heard already, the number one Tennessee Volunteers going on the road to Athens to play the undefeated number three Georgia Bulldogs. How Tennessee got the number one ranking and Georgia slipping from number one to number three or to two to three is beyond me. Georgia Bulldogs, mind you, are favored by eight points, laying eight points at home versus the number one team in the country, the Tennessee Volunteers. If that doesn't sound funny and weird to you, then I don't know what to tell you. Sandwiched in the middle of the rankings is the Ohio State Buckeyes. Followed by Clemson Tigers, Michigan Wolverines, and of course we got to mention Alabama rounding at number six in the country. These are the playoff rankings. Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan, Alabama, to name the top six. Uh, big week. Um, I think I'm liking Georgia in that game, but not sure if it's a play. It's just funny to see um, if we jumped straight ahead to our trap line segment, which we usually talk about later on in this episode, which we will. It just seems funny to me that the number three team in the country is laying eight points versus the number one team in the country in the Volunteers Nations. So look forward to that game. Probably going to have to expect a lot of offense. A hooker with Tennessee, the leading, the leading right now in the odds for the Heisman winner. As he's went up the rankings, I think he started the year. Jeez, what was it? I, th- I swear I saw you there, sixty to one or one sixty to one to win this award. And look where he is right now. So it's been a hell of a year for the Tennessee Volunteers and himself individually. And it's going to be a great game. <clears throat> uh, NFL slate, not so wild last week in NFL Week Nine for once. I think it's the first week of the whole season where we haven't seen massive upsets um went through the list i did not see one big upset like we had been seeing um things that stand out the philadelphia eagles remain undefeated from last week and as when we are recording this podcast friday afternoon they were victorious on the road versus the lowly texans so they moved to eight and oh in the regular season, undefeated on the quest to getting the perfect season. Took a look at their schedule today on a post on uh, Instagram or Twitter, social media, and I got to tell you, uh, that offense is moving. Let's take a look at their schedule, and you can't tell me that this team may not go undefeated. They can very well possibly. They play the Commanders. 
They go on the road to the Colts. Green Bay. It's not the same Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and Alpha. At home versus Tennessee. Go on the road to the Giants. Go on the road to the Bears. On the road to the Cowboys. At home versus the Saints. And last week of the year in January, at home versus the Giants. Surely, it's not easy winning in the NFL. But just looking on a schedule standpoint, this is very doable and uh, going undefeated. And that would be one hell of a feat for the Philadelphia Eagles and the city of Philadelphia just having a phenomenal year on the standpoint of the NFL. And, of course, if you're not paying attention to other sports, the Philadelphia Phillies, who are currently in the World Series right now, uh, they are facing a 3-2 deficit versus the Astros. But the city of Philadelphia is popping right now. And that's led right now by the Philadelphia Eagles, especially in the NFL. 8-0 and in the year. Um, look at the schedule they've played. They've been the Lions, the Vikings, the Commanders, the Jaguars, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Steelers, and the Texans. Nobody wows you, but they've gotten the job done. And that's what remains in their rest of the season schedule. So be curious to see which team may possibly end up beating them. But uh, there is promise in them going undefeated, perhaps. Why not? Um, how about this? How about this for a stat? I don't even think, I can't even tell you, say, when was the last time so-and-so with this stat? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Are a combined six and ten. Yes, that's right. Six and ten, six wins, ten losses combined together through week eight of the NFL. When's the last time that's happened with these two quarterbacks? Never. I don't even have to look it up. There's no possible way that they've had a worse record than that since there's years in the NFL. Um, truly a bogus or wild year. Um, more parity in NFL, like we've always been saying. Maybe crappier play by NFL teams, as Tom Brady said earlier in the year. He sure is playing pretty crappy. Um, bad coaching. Analytics, analytics, analytics. But once again, to recap, this wasn't a wacky week eight. No colossal or monumental double-digit upsets or any of that sort. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun week in NFL and looking forward to the Sunday slate. We watched yesterday the Eagles winning on the road versus Houston Texans. Houston Texans do get the cover. They were getting 14 points, 14, 14 and a half points, depending on when you got it. And they did cover that as they lost by 12 points. Boy, Nonetheless, Philadelphia Eagles 8-0 on the year and moving on, and the Houston Texans going the opposite direction per usual. Next part of our episode, next segment, always love discussing the betting trends that transpire the prior week or what's going on throughout the season and keeping track on that. Over-unders in week eight favored the unders. As the unders went eight and seven, so nothing crazy there. Overall on the year, unders have been cashing more than the over. I'll have to get that stat for you as we were tracking that. Uh, but unders 
edge out the overs just a touch last week. And then, of course, love to look at the betting trends in regards to the public tickets. Um, the, um, the percentage of public tickets being bet. You can find this on many websites. One website that I love to use is Vegas Insider. Um, there's a handful of others that you can use. It keeps track of the percentage of betting on the public standpoint. So last week, we like to keep track of, let's say in the NFL, when a certain team is getting 60% or over of the tickets of the public and see how they do during that given week. So last week, as we go to week eight, <clears throat> and I scroll through, I was able to count seven total games that had at least 60% or higher on one side of the game. So let's say, uh, I'm just making up an example here, Detroit Lions and Miami Dolphins. Let's say the Detroit Lions were getting 60% of the tickets. We like to take that into account and see how they did if they covered the spread. This 60% of the tickets amount is in regards towards the spread, not the money line. That's differently in entirety right there that we could keep track of, but 60% or more. So with that being said, there were seven total games that had 60% or more, and... The public, which I like to say the higher amount, whether it was 60% or more, went 5-2 and two on the week. Five wins, two losses. So that's back-to-back -back weeks, I think. I don't even know if there was another week during the NFL season so far this far that the public has won. Public won last week when I was in Vegas, and I like to say the public won some. Uh, sorry, two weeks ago in Vegas, and then last week they won as well. So the, I like to just count 60% when something more substantial. If it's like 55%, 52%, I don't account for that. I could do that, but just like to discuss when it's 60% or more. That's when you know the herd or the public's more on one side of a game. One. So uh, regards to that, another win for the public. <clears throat> so kudos to everybody getting some of their money back in this wild year in the NFL. <clears throat> As we know, Vegas has been crushing, no doubt about this. For me personally, it was a great week in the NFL, going 7-3 and three in NFL Week 8. Um, better than the week prior when we were in Vegas as we went 1-3 and three in the NFL. So happy to go 7-3. and three. I think we gained over 3.5 units. So if you were $100 better made 300 bucks or so net um what was i going to say uh oh player props player props never been a really big big thing to me you got to put a lot of research i think i put a ton of research on fantasy football itself maybe that's the reason why i don't do the player props of nfl but i have been dabbling with them and putting in some time and using my lot knowledge or all the time I'm wasting to fantasy football to try to use it towards my betting to see if we can get any edge. And I think some of it is working, at least for the time being, as we are 9-1 and one 
the last 10 in player props, whether that's over under on yard total or touchdown any time bets. We are 9-1, and one and our most recent victory or win was actually last night in betting Pierce, the running back for the Texans, to go over 66.5 yards. He absolutely crushed that. We won one unit on that. Wish we went more, but like I've always said, with player props and betting individual players, don't go too crazy on it because if you do take an over on yardage or you know to score a touchdown, obviously there's plenty of injuries in NFL and early injury in the first quarter or second quarter, and guess what? Vegas does not care or shows sympathy for your loss, so it's very dangerous to bet anything more. I'd say one to two units on player props. Of course, we look at the flip side of that. If you take an under on one of those guys and they get hurt, well, great. You have cashed your ticket. But uh, definitely really more dangerous when you take an over uh, total, over on the yardage, over on the passing touchdowns, over on rushing touchdowns, or asking for a touchdown anytime bet. Very dangerous uh, because the nature of the game and injuries. But we're going to keep riding that. Maybe we can find some of those plays for Sunday and continue that run on the season. We are, let's see, it's been a good year uh, so far in the NFL, and hopefully we can sustain that. We are up 17.87 units on the NFL season. That's plus 17.87 units. Um, and we're going to try to keep this rolling, no doubt about it. As we move on here, nonetheless, we're going to go to segment number three. One I like to call trap line or suspicious line. Uh, something that stands out that makes you say, why is this team favored? This looks weird. They should be favored by more. And what's the case? Is it an injury? And if all the players are healthy, why is it like that? So one suspicious or one trap line that stands out to me this week, it's in the college football, NCAA, on Saturday, and it's the Clemson Tigers. Clemson Tigers going on the road to the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, and Clemson is laying three and a half to four points currently, depending on which sites you bet on or shop. And to me, this just, I don't know, seems weird. It seems odd. Uh, you know, we're always so infatuated with Notre Dame, Notre Dame and the big school, and they have done well, you know, over the last few years. This is a down year for them. They are 5-3 and three on the year record. Clemson's 8-0. and oh. And Notre Dame... Only I know they're on a two-game winning streak, beating Syracuse, which was a good win last week on the road. They beat UNLV the week before, which is not a good. It's just a normal win. But they lost to Stanford at home, 16-14, to I may say. Stanford, a team who's not very good. Stanford last week getting demolished by UCLA. So you're telling me Notre Dame, who was at home a couple weeks ago, favored by two touchdowns, 14 and a half points to be exact, and they lose outright at home with Stanford coming there and beating them. Now you got Clemson, 
the big bad boys of Clemson and Dabo Sweeney who are playing very good. Good defense. Superb defense. DJ Ukulele playing awesome. And you're telling me Clemson's only laying three and a half to four points? This screams to me to go put my mortgage on Clemson Tigers. It screams to me. However, this is a trap, suspicious line that you must stay away from, in my opinion. In fact, if you want to go look at the betting trends, right here on Vegas Insider, if you go to the college football page and you look at the numbers, let's take a guess. If I had to guess before you even went here, and based off this looking suspicious, trap line-ish, I would say a lot of public tickets are being bet on Clemson right now with that same perception. And this is what Vegas wants you to feel, that perception where something looks really easy to you. And we've all been there. I've been there countless and many times. And you go bet big on it or you go there to the line and place that bet. And you're like, this is an easy lock winner. 74% is on Clemson right now if you are a public better. 74%. Right now for me, this goes right with the epitome of a trap, suspicious line. 74% of the public on Clemson. I would want to play Clemson. I have Clemson in futures over win total. I'm going to stay away from this game for love for them to win. But something's telling me that you got to take the Notre Dame fighting Irish side just based off the these numbers. Um... Yeah, I mean, it screams Clemson to me. But when it screams that bad, you got to pump the brakes and just take a look at the other side. And whether you don't like them that much or not, say such as Notre Dame fighting Irish, you just got to go roll with it if you have some uh, money to play with. I don't know if I'm going to be taking Notre Dame fighting Irish. I told you I am cheering for Clemson Tiger wins. Um. If this spread was a little bit higher, maybe I'd take the Notre Dame Irish side to find like a middle, but my heart's with Clemson because I need them on the futures. But uh, this is definitely my trap suspicious line game of the week. Clemson Tigers laying three and a half to four. Take a look at that other side in the Fighting Irish and uh, see how that goes. We'll talk about that one maybe next week to see how wrong I was badly. Or how I was uh, had a good hunch. Moving on. Game of the week. Sometimes it can be college. Most of the time it's NFL. For sure in college football, you know what's the game of the week. That's the Volunteers going to Athens. One versus three. Two undefeated teams. But we're not going to be talking about that. We will be going to the NFL. And the game of the week in the NFL for me is going to be should we say it? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm just scrolling right now through them. Usually it would be this is no doubt about it. It would be the Rams 
at the Buccaneers. They are the 425 Eastern game on Fox. You cut the 3 and 4 Rams versus the 3 and 5 Bucks. Uh, we're not going to talk about them, though. They don't deserve that headline, I'd say. Let's give the game of the week to the Buffalo Bills. 6 and 1 Buffalo Bills at the surprising 5 and 3 New York Jets. Wow. Yes, I said it. The New York Jets, 5-3. and three. I don't want to say on the heels of Buffalo, but they are second place in the AFC East. Buffalo Bills looking mightily good, beating Green Bay last week. And a potential tough game, you know, getting anything they could from Green Bay, but they still withstood Green Bay's push and prevailed. And then you got the Jets, who had a home loss to the New England Patriots last week. So they finally had a defeat as their one, two, three, four-game winning streak was snapped. Um, Buffalo Bills laying 11.5 points. You know, you're asking me why I'm picking this as a game of the week if it's 11.5 points. Um, you know, I'm going based off the winning record. Um, can the Jets hang with Buffalo? One would say No. But they are playing at home. 11.5 points seems a lot. Robert Salah's defense, the ex-49er defensive coach, has been playing, surprisingly, pretty good. Um, Of course, you got Sauce Gardner shutting down that one side of the field. And, you know, great defensive linemen and linebackers. Um, They're playing very tough. Um, Buffalo Bills defense isn't too shabby themselves on the defensive side of the ball. They will probably make it very tough on Zach Wilson and crew with this 11 and a half points. Um, I don't know what side. I have a Buffalo Bills future, as you know, on the season win total. I will be cheering for them every week until they cash that ticket. Um, just don't know where, what side if you're you know, to give you advice if the Jets can cover that. It's a big number. If I was a betting man, let's go look at the numbers too. 11.5 seems a lot. But let's go check the numbers here on this one. Let's check the public ticket numbers. Buffalo, Buffalo, 55% of the tickets is being bet on them right now with the spread. Buffalo Bills is 4-3. and three. ATS against the spread on the year, and the Jets have been covering well themselves, 5-3. and three. Um, You know, I think uh, the Jets' offense took a hit with the loss of Brees Hall. Uh, not last week, but the week prior. I know they brought in James Robinson in a trade with Jacksonville to help out, uh, to pair with Michael Carter. Uh, I don't know if the Jets are... I'm willing to go on record say there's no... Jets are not going to win this game against Buffalo, but we've seen crazier things this year in this uh, parody-filled NFL season. But uh, Buffalo Bills will be victorious. I know that's not saying much. You're being ballsy with my predictions or calls. But uh tough one to uh, take a side on for the spread, in my opinion. <clears throat> you just don't know how tough the New York Jets, or how long they can stay in that game 
with the Buffalo Bills because if it starts getting into a juggernaut offensive touchdown battle with Josh Allen, of course, he just don't think Zach Wilson, the Jets, will be able to do that. So they're going to be have to be able to, they're going to need to be able to run that ball, run, chew up the clock, keep Josh Allen off the field, play some defense, get off the field on the defense when you're on third downs. And that's pretty much, I feel, everyone's blueprint, usually when you're playing the Buffalo Bills this year. And not many have been successful in doing that besides maybe Kansas City Chiefs playing them, you know, very tight, very tightly in that uh, game a few weeks ago. Um, You're going to have to have those intangibles and, you know, stay on the field and get off the field on third downs. And Buffalo Bills don't allow that too often. I think Miami Dolphins were the only team to be able to do that. Um, when the Dolphins were victorious at home with the 21-19 win. So that is the game of the week. Um, yeah, New York Jets got game of the week. Who would have thought? All right, our favorite, uh, my favorite, and hopefully listeners' favorite segment of the of the episode, and that's free plays. Free plays last week, or free play last week, was victorious. As we had, our free play was Louisville. Louisville in college football was lay, uh, was getting four points. I think we got them at four or four and a half at home. And they upset Wake Forest, Demon Deacons, outright. So we had that as a free play on the pod. So very happy about that on my end. Congrats if you tailed that free play pod winner. And let's see if we can give you... A winner right now. So, uh, we are going to stay on the NFL side for this free play. And I hate to say this is the free play. Um, a team that's been underperforming mightily. But the team they're playing as well has been performing very bad. Mightily, I may say. And maybe even worse. We are going to play... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus 149, minus 150, money line. Um, the spread on this is three. They're laying three. Um, maybe could see it close, you know, with a def- struggling on both sides of the ball on offense for the Rams and Bucks. But uh, I think, I mean, home game, 425, you know, Fox game of the week, so to speak. I mean, the, the, the Bucks offense is just... Not doing good, I know. That's not a secret. Um, they are healthier with their receiver options. Their offensive line is beat up as ever. So as the Rams. Uh, I like Brady I like Brady to get the win there. Uh, that'll be the free play. Minus 150 money line. Um, one unit per usual, usually on these free plays, unless I specify here at Fuck Nation headquarters. But uh, Buccaneers to win this week against the Rams, I just can't, and I'm happy of saying this, I can't buy into the Rams right now. Uh, I watch a lot of games in the NFC West, cheering for my 49ers. I watched them last week. Um, defensively, I know they still got those big names and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but they are human. Uh, teams are able to move the ball on them. 49ers did that. Um, but the offensive side of the ball is just so 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 bad 
They have no running game whatsoever. Um, you know, from the beginning of the year, but even more so, they haven't righted the ship. You know, Super Bowl champions, you would think they have righted the ship by now. However, that has not been the case. Um, Cooper Cup, I mean, Cooper Cup's an amazing player. He's, he's the only player in this offense. Um, and I don't want to say that doesn't work just by him, but they don't have a running game. They're passing, trying to pass on every play. Their offensive line is so snake bin so chewed up staffy's getting hit uh and it's not even stafford's fault i mean he's under duress over three quarters of the game um you know bucks defense is taking a hit with some uh losses recently on the defensive side of the ball shaquille barrett was a big loss for them as their linebacker um i think they do enough i think they do enough to get the win i'm just more of a believer in brady in this spot at home versus the Rams putrid offense. Um, maybe I'm wrong come next week when we recap the free plays, but uh, I'm going to side with uh, Thomas Brady and the Buccaneers. Minus 150, money line, free play of the pod. With that being said, this concludes another episode on the Fuck Nation Sports Betting Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, for listening. Please give a five-star review. Uh, it helps so much in, uh, you know, your support, obviously, but uh, moving up the podcast rankings, this is a fun thing for me to do. Uh, talking sports, talking betting, giving insight, giving any edge. Um, if you are better or just simply talking sports, um, it's been a good year in the NFL. If, if, uh, you know, NFL, if you're interested in any picks, weekly picks, monthly picks, in NFL, college football, hockey, um, those are the main sports going right now. Obviously, NBA, I don't dabble too much on that. But NFL, it's been a great year, almost up 18 units. If that is something that interests you, message me on IG, Instagram, or Twitter, Fuck Nation Betting and uh discuss pricing uh usually do it through venmo and we can go from there if that's something that interests you otherwise thank you again for listening good stuff thanks again and see you next week on this pod and as always enjoy your football